first, some lore. The year was 2005. The work we've done here won't be forgotten, Noise Blast. The rumblings of 7th Gen are starting. Glad one of us can. The Duke is anomalous. I can't detect or predict his movements. And Gatekeeper, you still see the games that could have been if Dream was still with us. Yo, Noisy! You're a Titan. The Duke is only a man. And what is a man but a miserable little pile of secrets? I think that's what's so concerning. Everything's a secret. Sure, there's a Mario Galaxy coming in the next few years, a Smash Bros. Brawl, an Uncharted, but we could have never seen Halo coming, and... It won't be logical for the Paramount. And then those gold. Well, well, well. Right where I expected you to be. Predictable, Tane. What? He doesn't even look the same. He's like a titan himself. What happened? Look at all this power. You think you can beat me, Noise Blast? All that talk. You hear the bubblings of the seventh gen. Everyone's launching in a year or so. Why well, say forget that? I say I'm launching today, right after I take out you. Get out of here, Gatekeeper, Noise Blast, say something. Carter, take this drive. It's got our life's work on it. Get as far away from here as you can right now. You can't be serious. That's an order. I'm standing with Noise Blast. If I don't make it out of here, you must continue our work. Go, now. You, you two can do this. Touch it. I'll make sure I hug your apprentice down when I'm done with the two of you. No matter what. You're the first who came back to You know how that anything. You won't get to Carter, even if it kills us. Come HQ. I have red rings ready to launch on my word. Forget waiting for the competition. Now, you two. Try as you may, I'm the king of gameland. Oh, spare me. Noisy. Let's give it everything we got. begin work on our established contingency. The first rule is to not let the raw power go to your head. It can be all-consuming, so you must train your body and mind to resist its grip. Be strong. It could take years. You have the tools you need. Return to Gameland to save it. And once it is created, do not forsake your armor. This is but the beginning. Henceforth, you shall be known as Pop Red. And thank you for calling the Gameland Helpline. What can I help you with? Yeah, hi. Um, so I, I recently just purchased the Metal Gear Solid Volume One Master Collection. Oh, hold on, let me look that up in my catalog here. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. All right. M yeah, yeah, you know, you have to, you didn't have to interrupt me, but all right, yeah. Continue. M M M M M M E E use the second letter in metal. Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid. Ah, here we go. I I've located the file. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, I'm, I'm in this one part of the game where uh, I need to call Meryl, 
and uh oh sorry let me go into my character database here oh i'm sorry i'll have to get the character database specialist on the line for this i don't actually have access hold on please hold hi this is a character database specialist um how may i assist you I, I, I just need to know the codec number to call Meryl Metal Gear Solid 1. It, it says I have to check the back of the CD. Metal Gear but Solid I checked... 1, you said, right? Yes. Oh, here comes the transfer right now. Okay, Meryl. Meryl. M, 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 M. Okay. Meryl, M, M. E, E. E is the second letter in Meryl. E, E. Yes. Okay, I've got it right here. Meryl from Metal Gear Solid, the character file. Yes. So, so... I, I'm in the, the uh, character told me to call her and, and her frequency. He said, check, check the back of the CD case and he gives me a, a disc and I check it. And there's nothing I can do with it. So I'm stuck and I can't find where the code is. I'm sorry, sir. You said code. Yes. The, the frequency code to call her. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to patch you through to the code specialist. I don't have authorization to access codes. Um, hold on. Uh, uh, Hello. This is the code specialist. How may I help you today? Yeah, uh, so all I need is the code for Meryl, sir? for Metagir Solid. Just give me the sir, code. Can you calm down, please, sir, and speak to me plainly and clearly so that I can understand the request? I. You hear me? Hear me? Follow me? I. Just. Need. The code. For Meryl and Metal Gear Solid. Okay. From the you Master said Metal Gear collection. Solid, sir? Do I have the yes. game correct? Metal Gear Solid? Which one, sir? Yes. There are many. There's only one called Metal Gear Solid. Well, you do make a point, but there are there are numbered entries. Is this Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation? Is this Metal Gear Solid, uh, the the Twin Snakes? Metal Gear Solid Two for the PlayStation Two, or you know, one of the other many Metal Gear Solids. I I I have if to know it, the correct game so that I can help assist you with your code problem, sir. If it was the, any of the other ones, I would have told oh, you. Oh, hold on. The transfer is coming through. There we go. Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Meryl. Okay. And you're looking for a code. Okay. Ah, sir. Sir, are you still there? Yes. I, I didn't see this earlier. This game is published by Konami. I have a code for you. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. That should solve all your problems here in the Metal Gear Solid video game. Have you tried inputting the code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, sir? I just need the codec frequency numbers. Codec frequency. Look, I have the game I have the game right here in my hand. I'm looking at it. I'm opening it. Oh. Oh, it's in the, it's in the, oh, it's in the back of the actual CD case. So your problem is solved, right, sir? You have your answer? Uh. Sir, I'm going to need you to stay on the line and please answer our three-question survey about your experience here today with the GameLand helpline. Please hold. Hi, you've reached the survey portion of the GameLand helpline. Did you find the answer you were looking for today? Please say yes or no. Please say yes or no. Please say yes or no. Hey, Robert. Sorry I'm late. What's going on? How's it going? <laughs> Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing happened earlier. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't call a whole company. What was? What was? What's going on? Oh, wait a second. Were you calling the GameLand helpline again? I can never no. get a straight answer with those guys. They can never really help me with my games. I don't know why you keep trying. <laughs> hey man, I don't know. What was the game you needed Maybe. some help with? Uh, just 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 a simple question. You know, just uh, just something. Nothing crazy. Simple question. It's a uh, um, it's not important right now. All right. All right. Well. I guess we got an episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure to do. And this week is the second part of Gamegeddon, where we're going to be talking about Mario Wonder. And I'll also throw in some Hot Wheels. And we've got a few other things, um, because this is the last regular episode before our uh, small break in recording. We will have a special 150 next week, um, but this is currently the last regular one until mid-January, I think, is when we're targeting uh, the return date. Um, but before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. As always, I am here with Robert. And the question is always, how you been? How you doing? Actually, it's fine. It's uh, not as tired as I usually been for the past like couple weeks, but it's been it's been fine. Kind of, you know, busy doing whatever just that is. But I've been finding time to play games here and there, stuff like that. So it, you know, it's been fine. Nothing to complain about. What about you? I'm doing good too. I'm I'm also not as tired as usual, which is cool. 
Um, I, I finished Spider-Man uh, this past week. I actually mm-hmm. finished like the day after we recorded last episode. <laughs> so I really, I really was seventy percent <laughs> through the story last week. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also finished Mario Wonder and most of like the 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 end game stuff and that. I, I'm doing like uh, mm. coin and flagpole cleaning up now, but we'll talk about Mario Wonder more um in a little bit. Um, later on in the episode, we'll also, uh, since we aren't having an episode for the Game Awards this year, I do want to have a discussion about, uh, Game of the Year and who are the contenders and who might possibly win, um, on, on, you know, at the back end of the episode, along with the season finale of Pokemon Drip X and Y, where we're looking at Olympia and Wolfric. Um, but since we are going to have a break after next week, and we won't have an actual Christmas episode this year, I was excited to Mm -hmm. learn that Hallmark has released the preview for their upcoming Christmas movie early. Like, this is... It's it's November 1st when this goes up, and they just this morning, they have released the preview for their brand new Christmas movie. Um, So, let's see what it's all about this year. Oh, okay. So, this year, Hallmark's video game christmas movie is called the dark souls of christmas <laughs> oh uh is it is did they make the dark soul of christmas movies well we'll have to see let's let's take a look at the synopsis here <laughs> in this heartwarming new hallmark christmas movie down on her luck convenience store worker emily played by the multi-talented julianne huff is in for a surprise when she meets up-and-coming video game streamer Grant, played by the incomparable music sensation and Christmas maestro, Michael Buble. Grant drops by the store to pick up some snacks for a late-night gaming session, and Emily falls for him, but she's never played a game before in her life. Over this cold December, the two bond over a history of video games like Mario, Final Fantasy, Doom, and more before reaching the pinnacle of the medium, Dark Souls. As Christmas approaches, the frustration that Dark Souls causes threatens to turn their newfound relationship upside down. Can Grant save their love in time for Christmas morning? With special guest appearances by your favorite video games company spokespeople and a handful of the streaming world's brightest personalities, Emily and Grant will slice, shield, and somersault through the grim worlds of Dark Souls to bring a little spark of light back to Christmas. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll rage along in frustration when they just can't get the last hit on in <laughs> in on that one boss in Dark Souls in the Dark Souls of Christmas, coming to Hallmark this holiday season. I I think this is I think this is a certified classic already, just based on what we're seeing here in the synopsis. <laughs> Was there one last year? I don't remember. Yeah, there was. Last year was the fighting game Christmas, also starring Julianne Huff and Michael Buble. It seems like every Christmas gaming movie on Hallmark stars Julianne Huff and Michael Buble. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Let's see what happens. Uh, does well or not? Maybe the warranted. You know what? There has never been a sequel of these yet. They always do. They always do one-off originals. They never do. Well, sequels. they certainly they never do. Go back all to seem to have projects. very happy endings. But like, this is Dark Souls. This is com- this is putting mm-hmm. something kind of grim and post-apocalyptic and mixing it with the the joy and wonder of christmas what about light souls hmm sounds like (laughs) sounds like something that could be invented in this like i have a prediction (laughs) on the ending like maybe grant and emily create light souls they're like man we had such a great time bonding over dark souls this christmas season that we decided to fund our own gaming company to create light souls the christmas version of dark souls full of joy and wonder and visions of sugar plum fairies dancing in everybody's head. But alas, there's a ways till Christmas. But I'm glad that they posted their little Christmas synopsis early. I'm very excited for this. You know what else I'm excited for? I'm excited for Mario Wonder. It's very good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I was I was saying this. Uh, for the past, like, two years or so, there's been a couple things been announced. But there's never been much to where I was, like wanting to like dive headfirst into it a lot a lot of things yeah a lot of a lot of games are announced nowadays and won't won't come out for a while or or like certain games and certain franchises will take longer to develop because of the triple a game development cycle mm-hmm. this month has been a pretty good yes. month i would say the least i mean game again how much for stuff sure but like get my hands great. on it will, oh, i don't mind it i mean for some people this could be but this is probably maybe my 
first one. It's it's been a long since I've had one of these, so it's like it wasn't that bad. But it, it, I did get my hands on a lot of things, which is really good. And of course, we did Spider Man last week, and mm-hmm. now we are going to be talking about Mario Wonder. So you're actually not as far as I am in Mario Wonder. So I have a I have a schedule, and I'll just say the gaming schedule. I wake up. I play about an hour of Modern Warfare just to get progression yeah. through the battle pass. I know that sounds crazy. No, I mean, oh, it's, not as, to play it's Call not as of nuts Duty, as what but... I did with it, which was just play it until yeah. I beat the battle pass. Like, <laughs> no, play an hour, play an hour, an hour and a half just to get some progression through it, depending on, you know, time. And then an hour of, of Spider-Man and, you know, so, like that. so I get like two hours in. And then later at the day, I'll probably get on back again to finish some Spider-Man. But I, at least... Last night, yesterday, I finally had some time to play some Metal Gear Solid because I did pick up the HD collection. And then you've, from what you told me yesterday, you're on like maybe the second, end of the second world of Mario or beginning of the second world? Probably the end of that second. Well, I'm taking like the, the first area is kind of very small, so I would say still the first world. But I'm kind of going, it's like I've, it's, you know, I've, I'll, I'll get there because I just have I have to worry about finishing the battle pass and, and, and Spider-Man first. Yeah. I'll, I'll get there. So. Since we are probably going to have multiple specials on Mario uh, Wonder in next year's like lineup, as opposed to mm-hmm. you know just trying to condense it all into one, we're gonna do probably a more tropical free- freestyle approach to that. Um, I do want to get your early impressions because I don't want to necessarily spoil anything about Mario Wonder, but I do want us to be able to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit before one fifty. So, I I have this. Even when it was enough, I had this feeling that Mario Wonder was going to be the new Super Mario World. And not in the sense of gameplay and design and stuff like that. I think in the warrant of, yeah, I think in in the vein of people are just going to be around being like, oh, yeah, that one, that's probably the best one. In the sense of, there's a, so if you compare like three to Super Mario World, there's a lot of things actually missing. You're like, actually, yeah, three had a lot more, like, you know, stuff in it compared to that one. But I just think World just has so much fonded like well fonded memories of it that people just go towards like that was just the best one even i think me and metal said that his favorite one to work on was that one it was just it's so much like yeah it doesn't have a lot going for it in the sense if you compare it to other ones but if you really do look at it it is like an amazing game which i feel like this is going to be like that where i won't say because the design of this one is that this one has much more to to you know give to the to the player having more enemy designs and, and you know abilities and stuff like that so but the gameplay of wonder is pretty solid i mean the, the, you know it's, it's solid throughout they've perfected that since the 80s and early 90s they've pretty much figured it out so the d- actual enjoyment of it has been no- like what from what i play is nothing but just complete fun and just i've you know just been playing it you know with smiles on my face throughout it and, you know i i want to get more through it but i have to finish spider-man because Internet will be the internet. I was spoiled for oh, one yeah. part. I will not do that for someone else. So I just want to at least probably get that done because I feel like more people will talk about Spider Man than they'll talk about Wonder. So I can push off Wonder a little bit until I finish Spider Man. At least get through the initial story and, and get that over with. But from Wonder so far is nothing but enjoyment. I've been loving it throughout. You know, don't want to say it's the best because I say I don't want to give a fake, false, uh, you know. Uh, rating yet because it's still very early on if anything can go south very quickly but from you know from what I've played so far I've been enjoying it I find it a little more difficult to compare to the old ones actually Um, whereas Mm -hmm. you could say that Super Mario World is the natural extension of say Mario 3 it in a way feels like Mario Wonder is almost more or less an extension of like Yoshi's Island not to the point where it's like you're doing like having to completely slow down and solve puzzles, but there are so many mechanics going on at low levels that only show up for one level. It's almost Donkey Kong Country esque in that aspect, where there's a level um, in World Two where there are these little linkable platforms that you have to jump on, and they will attach to your platform to make it longer as the ones in the back continue to detach, and something like that never shows up in any of the other levels. So this level, this this game has a lot of levels that are not only unique in that those mechanics and sometimes even enemies will only show up once, and they'll be like a huge part of the level. It won't be like in New Super Mario Bros. like Wii or whatever when that giant fish chases you for one level at the end of a level it's like no if there's something like this in that game it will be the central mechanic 
um, but it won't show up again, even if the idea is great. And the same can be said about the wonder effects. So even later on, when the wonder effects, a few of them might seem like they're similar, they're done so differently with the way that the level works that they're like, they thematically work with what's been going on, but also work contextually with how the level is designed. Um, I, I won't spoil any of the huge ones that are like completely wild, but there is one world where um, one of the wonder effects, it, and every level of the game that's a main level mm. has a wonder effect. Like, we'll mm -hmm. talk about smaller levels in a second, but every main major level, like your 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, two, two, one, two, two, they'll have a wonder effect. And there's a world where it's like, oh, 1 will have you sped up completely. Everything is like 2 times speed. And then the next one might mm -hmm. have you slowing down. And then there might be a third level that starts sp sped up and then slows down. So it'll combine the two. Um, there is a level, I believe, in World 1 where mario shifts down to a top-down perspective and you're like walking on the background of the level collecting your um uh like flower coins or whatever um that's cool um there's some early on where these like bull enemies this is in world one these bull enemies will like create a roller coaster of bulls that you can like jump on and mm. in a lot of the levels the wonder effects are not necessarily required as in mm -hmm. you can actually yes. miss them like there are a few levels that are completely based on the wonder effects um a lot of this the the hidden levels and a lot of the special levels do require it because that is the core mechanic of the level but there's also levels where you can just completely bypass the wonder seed because it's hidden like sometimes you will have to actively search this thing out or go down a path you might not think to take to find the wonder effect and the little flower mm -hmm. will always tell you like does it feel like you're missing something and then you're like oh that's your cue that you missed the wonder seed or something but that that is the central like thing with this game you are playing a very finely crafted level and they are small levels but that wonder effect does n like no pun intended wonders at making the level either feel extended or like be turned on its head by the end or the middle section um there's levels where like the entire genre might change there's levels where you might start like jumping on bubbles to get higher after a completely horizontal level your perspective is changed to vertical and here you are you know and some of these wonder coins, like these flower coins, they might be easier to get with the effect on. So it kind of encourages experimentation, like another feature of the game, mm -hmm. uh, the badges. The badges, I like. I like some of them more than others. They all have their own little challenge levels and everything. But I found the most useful one throughout to be the first one you get, which is the parachute cap. I actually consider that canon. I consider that to be part of the moveset of this game. Yeah, I th I think it's done that on purpose with the design of why give an ability that's you know that most people are either gonna it's sort of like they give you the one that's gonna be generally used yes. by most people. I think that's just just by design choice in the sense of you know there's other options you can choose if you want to mix it up a bit. But I think just to have sort of this idea of here's one that it will fit everybody like everyone can use this there'll probably not be a single person that wouldn't fit this type of gameplay design yeah for. some of them are situational the dolphin kick is one of them which lets you get a burst of speed in the water i don't know if you've come across that one yet you you might have been does the, he get the, the uh, spinning bird kick <laughs> ain't no spinning, it's not bird, spinning kick. bird kick um i think you get that <laughs> when you first go into the pedal aisles um that's situational mm. because there is actually not a lot of water levels in this game they're mostly front-loaded, mm -hmm. and there's no water world, um, which is kind of nice because the water levels aren't, you know, always the best. Um, there's a there's one that, like, th there's a few that are, like, really out there. There's one where you're, like, uh, constantly running, and you can do, like, you can run off of a ledge and continue to run before you have to jump so you could be running in midair and then jump to get some extra distance i can't see that being super useful in most levels though um aside from the challenges mm -hmm. that are associated with it so some of them are like like i said very situational in the trailer we saw one that's like a grappling hook also very situational because that grappling hook can only grab like in front of mario it can't like grab up like a like a web almost it can't do the spider-man web thing it can only grab in front of you 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's a few other ones you get later on. Like, there's one that'll let you... Whatever power-up you get, it'll be the power-up you want it to be. So, if you like, you have one for the Fire Flower. You, you equip it, and every power-up turns into the Fire Flower. Um, but we'll use that to kind of springboard into the power-ups, which I, I wanted to get into here a little bit. Um, the Fire Flower is back and unchanged. But there are three new power-ups in this game. The first one is the Elephant. It makes your character big. It gives them a frontward attack that can smash through blocks. Um... And they can do this thing where they get water and they can, like, throw the water on seeds on the ground and make them hatch into flowers. Or they can, um, you know, that, that'll that give you coins or sometimes it'll unlock the purple ten coins and stuff like that. Um, I find the elephant to be alright. Although the size of it does mean the hitbox is bigger. So it has messed me up a few times in that respect. Yeah, and then... the, the So the, it, that's, the, I, that's the classic trade-off because, you know, the elephant can tear down brick walls and do a little bit more i would say not necessarily damage but it, it could do more things carry water plant plant flowers unlock certain because sometimes uh planting like a flower will give you um like sometimes it might give you a secret the, pathway a, a secret pathway or even most of the time it gives you um coins and what, what are the what are the purple ones i think called? they're flower coins flower coins. it gives you those but yeah it, it's that classic, you know, trade-off. Like, yeah, you're a little bit bigger, a bigger target to be, you know, to take damage from. You know, you, you, I don't think the you can jump as high because obviously it's, you know, the whole point in Elephant. Elephant's a big animal, very, very heavy animal, so you can't jump as high as your normal size. But it's one of those things you just have to choose what, what the what the level requires of the of the player because you know it doesn't restrict the character so much where the elephant doesn't yeah, jump I don't as think high. The, I don't I think the think jump you, changes but your hitbox is definitely bigger yeah I mean yeah I mean I I feel like there for the one I the way I like the feel the, the feeling I get when I play I feel like there is like a sluggish like weight mm. to it compared to just being a regular size that's just the what I've interpreted while playing as yeah. the elephant power because I do play quite often. Um, there is also the bubble. This is, I know a lot of people like the bubble. It's probably my least favorite. It's not as, like, drastic of a change. Haven't done um, it yet. So what the bubble is, is it, it doesn't make your character really look that different. It just adds some purple in. And it lets you shoot a mm-hmm. couple of bubbles in front of you. These bubbles can do things like trap enemies and it will take the, take enemies down, basically. Um... Mm-hmm. And you can do the the spin jump, and he'll shoot a bubble to the left and the right. And these bubbles can be used as platforms if they're not, you know, if you're not already hitting an enemy with it. There is so few times I felt like this was useful. I feel like this will be the speedrunner's favorite power-up, though. Um, because you can, like, bypass a lot of the platforming and a lot of the level design with the bubbles if you're good at, like spacing them out and jumping on them in time i find this it's it's not a bad power-up i just do think it is like the least inspired of the new power-ups so this one shows up about where you're at so if you haven't gotten it yet you will probably get it very soon um Mm -hmm. but yeah the bubble is probably my least favorite i now coincidentally the drill is a lot of other people's least favorite, but I really like the drill. Mm-hmm. The drill lets you go into the ceiling or underground and kind of like roll there. And you could argue that, yeah, you can bypass some of the level with this. However, it's not as like broken, I think, in that respect as the bubble is because it will stop you from bypassing levels. But what makes it most useful is that it acts as kind of a shield on the top of your head. And from what I gather, it does let you like stomp on spiky enemies by having the drill on the feet. Um, so I like you could you, okay. could, you could you know knock out spinies um, by jumping on them when See, you have the drill costume. Yeah, spinies have always been one of those enemy types where it's very even in the like is there's never been a, a great way to get no. rid of them and to, to you know get past them. So if it gives a kind of you know permanent solution because there's very few, like. One of them is like Mario Three. The only way you can I d- defeat them is either throwing a turtle shell at them, or if you have the shoe, a uh, little Karibo little shoe. little like, uh, 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, there was very few ways to deal with enemies like that. So, if this is an actual power-up that you can have on you. Like, oh, there's a lot of these enemies types here. I have it, you know, because you have a secondary ability. It's kind of like, like I said, it's Mario where you have a, a secondary slot for your, your power-ups. Yeah. And more so than the bubble, I feel like the developers have incorporated the uh, drill suit into the design because you will be able to find mm. secrets and hidden pathways up top. Whereas with the bubble, it's like... I don't know if the intent of developing the bubble was to do these constant streams of bubbles that you could jump across to skip a level. Whereas with the drill, I do feel like it is the intent to like get onto the ceiling as often as possible in order to find another like 10 flower coin. Um, so the power-ups mm-hmm. are good. And this reminds me, I was just thinking back to the badges. I think the most ridiculous of the badges is the, invinci- is the invisibility badge. Um, I want to see a speed run with this because like even the challenge levels with the invisibility badge are really hard because you actually (laughs) it's like it's like you have to like go through a cloud or something it's like those are designed to like show you where you are but if you're doing like a castle Mm -hmm. level or something the invisibility badge is probably like really tough to, to to maneuver with like a super hard mode I couldn't imagine doing some of the special stages with that badge but you know Mm. somebody out there is going to or maybe somebody already has (laughs) oh i was gonna say too i like the have we talked about how you can change different characters at just by the oh yeah yeah you You don't have to back out or anything yeah i yeah i saw i was thinking because i would say there's sometimes where you you were like you know what i'm just gonna run it with yoshi just to see like you know just to get it over yeah. with so yeah that's a pretty good i think that's a pretty good uh choice to have it where you don't have to do a whole main menu yeah. thing and go back and click different characters you just switch out at a dime yeah I, I had to use yoshi for a few of the special world stages because man i just some of them are just like crushing um i do need to <laughs> there is one last one but i need all the flower coins for it um so i haven't mm-hmm. quite beaten every level yet but i am one away um it's just gonna take a long time to to get to that last one as it usually does in in a mario game um mm-hmm. so aside from the main levels the map is very interactive there are open areas where you can choose what level you want to they're really they like rank them on difficulty um i think the only really tough ones are the ones with five stars and those are the special levels whereas one through four mm-hmm. it almost feels like why is this rated a four star and this one's rated a three i thought this one was harder but maybe you know it's 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 tough to rate the difficulty of a mario course because it's usually like what the player of that level is comfortable with um like sometimes yeah. in, in old mario games there's those snake block levels i'm happy to report mm-hmm. that there is no snake block levels in this game <laughs> i'd rank those a five okay. difficulty uh, like i said i think i think that's true the idea of it having different systems i don't know it could be just like i say maybe you just get the gimmick of that level more than a- another player yeah. would so to some people this is more difficult but for you personally you're like well i understood how it worked from the very beginning caught it very early on so it wasn't as difficult for you what what this does do though is the the visual difficulty thing the stars does Mm -hmm. allow them to have four star difficulty levels hidden in world one and something as easy as a one star in world four because there is a level in world four Mm -hmm. i believe or maybe even five that is just a one star difficulty and I feel like that's almost base level. Sometimes the wonder effect seems to be more challenging than the level itself, or sometimes, as in the case with, like, the second level of the game with the piranha plants, the wonder effect is mostly there to enhance or give you, like, a visual treat. Sometimes the wonder effect isn't as much of gameplay as it is just, like, look at this cool thing happening. And that's okay after you've done, like, a a frustrating level or something. You can have that reward of having a little, like, dance party thing, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are a few, like, really hidden and, like, devastatingly tough levels that are based on wall jumps and timing, and that's not going to be something that, like, an average player can get through without frustration. Um, I I couldn't Mm -hmm. imagine doing, like, this level in World 2 or its following special level without having like the years of mario wall jumps practice or like super mario maker practice that i have because it's like really tough um so there are hidden little secrets like that not every level like we said is a level some of them are called break Mm -hmm. time they'll be like a little mini game where you do something silly for a minute or so and you get a, a, a wonder seed some of them will be 
um, KO arenas where you will have to go through three or four rooms of enemies and defeat them all. Your time gives you different amounts of 10 flower coins, but you'll always get a wonder seed for clearing it. Um, but the ones I don't like are called Search Party. So you you mm-hmm. might have noticed that there are every now and then hidden blocks that show up that only one specific character can see. I didn't know that. Uh, I did not catch that yeah, at all. Yeah, so like every now and then a Mario block might pop up. Only Mario can see mm-hmm. that. These search party levels kind of function the same way. They are meant to be tackled online. I haven't tried the online yet, um, but they are meant to be tackled with a group because that group would mm-hmm. be able to see like, oh, I can't see this. This this flower coin is up there, but you can't see it, but you can't get up there to see it. But wait, if you have a mm-hmm. daisy with you, she can see that there's two hidden blocks there and bam, we have unlocked the flower. Um, those are kind of irritating. I used a guide for the last two, I believe. I, I figured out the first two, which is wild because I think the first one might be the most um, frustrating. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. really like those. I don't like when a game like this does this... There's always something like this in a Mario game. Um, 3D Land for the 3DS has a few coins hidden by rooms where you have to have the 3D effect on to Mm -hmm. get a grip on where the platforms, the real platforms actually are. Um, And there's like three of those. Um, Whereas this game has that thing where it's like, you don't have to do it in multiplayer, but it makes it a lot easier than just wasting, you know, half an hour searching for these flower coins in small arena because you can't see this block. Um, but I think that's the one kind of misstep they made with, like, the level design. So do you think it's like the Mario, not Mario, Donkey Kong 64, like, kind of this bad design where it's like certain characters can, can only get certain coins? It, it's it's a like, microcosm of that. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, because I know that is because it, it not to compare it to that in the sense of not the difficulty of it yeah. because to, to say it's like that game is a lot harder the reason why 64 <laughs> is but yeah because you can't switch on a dime you can't just switch characters out of nowhere or have a party of players with you that are also yeah. that character at least with this it at least allows you to switch characters or have someone in your party that that's that's that character and they can notice it and it and point it out to the you know to the whole player base the whole team whatever you want to you know whatever you want to say yeah, so I'm, but it's still that kind of design of a certain character can only see certain Yeah, things. in a sense, it's the, the the tiniest microcosm of that because even though Mario can't see a daisy block, they still act as hidden blocks. Mm-hmm. So he can still mm-hmm. hit them. He just can't see them. So mm-hmm. they are attainable in solo with any character. It's just you might be doing a little bit of guesswork that just feels unnecessary. And... They're, they are very brief, small little arenas. It's just I don't understand why those were put in in the main map instead of being like an optional mm-hmm. thing. I could see that being very fun as like an optional thing, like get a team together and see how fast you can find uh, like the hidden coins or something, the hidden like wonder mm-hmm. coins. Um, but to have it as like part of like the completion of this game in single player uh was a was a bit of a weird design for me but you know nintendo gonna nintendo yeah, yeah. they're gonna have that one little thing that's like oh, i don't know about this um but yeah uh I, we won't talk about bosses i think they're more well done than usual in this um especially for a certain stage element that will show up uh it, it, as far as you're in i think it shows up very soon like it might have already shown up but i won't i won't ask um, just in case. But yeah, I think the, the plan would be for us to tackle like world by world, kind of like we did with Tropical Freeze, uh, like starting maybe February. Because, you know, January, we're going to start with uh, top plays and Game Again 2, etc., etc., etc. But so far, so good with Mario Wonder. I think both of us are finding a lot of enjoyment in it. Um, I, I found that it didn't overstay its welcome. There are some interesting design decisions with the way that the world map works and what shows up in what worlds and what doesn't, but you will come across those very soon. Well, hopefully I get to play a little bit more. Soon. I mean, I play, I play it here and there just in a spare time. Yeah. I, was like, I will say this. Someone else has been playing it, <laughs> uh, th- and they've enjoyed it very much. They, they get very excited to play it. Yeah. So it is. It's still. It's still. I from that alone. It's like, oh, I know this is good. This is yeah, good yeah. Game. Captures the wonder. No pun intended. <laughs> anyway, They're all puns intended. I have also been playing Hot Wheels Unleashed too, and I've mm-hmm. also beaten this game. Um, 
so we've talked about Hot Wheels Unleashed a couple years ago when the first one came out. This one is more of the same, but better. Everything's been a little bit improved. Um, every card can jump now. You just press triangle and you jump. So I, I remember when we played Hot Wheels, like the shortcuts online was always like a problem. Like, like how mm. can this person get it, that far ahead of us? Yeah, it, it's one of the things where it's for... It's not, it's, it's not that... How do I say this? It's it's like you don't want to not reward players who have been dedicating their time to play this game, but at the same time, you don't want to alienate people who are just there yeah. very casually and then being like, "Well, I play this game, but I can never even have the chance to win the yeah. race." Um. So in this one, I feel like the shortcuts are kind of more or less like baked into the gameplay design. Um. With this jump mechanic. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to affect things as much because the track design overall seems a little tighter in areas, a little looser in some, and more overall, like, longer. Um, But the way that the game is played is a bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. In this game, you're not just collecting cars and upgrading their stats. Your cars have different um, types. You can have ones that go really fast. You can have ones that are better at drifting. You can have ones that are balanced. You can have ones that are heavier, but can, you know, absorb, like knock over obstacles instead of like being slowed down by them. There are like five or six different classes of vehicles. Um, another thing that kind of stands out, it's there's, there's less reliance on the licensed vehicles as there was in the Mm -hmm. first game. Um, Another thing is that I, I, I guess they're not going to do battle passes for this one, but you know what? I can deal with that. I can deal with not having <laughs> battle passes for this <laughs> oh, one. Oh, oh, you're complaining. There, there's no battle pass? There's no battle oh. pass. I can actually deal with that. Um, as long as the, the new like cars keep coming, because I did buy the one that comes with the season passes and everything. Um, there was another thing. Oh, the customizable rooms. They're not there anymore. That is a feature that I don't even okay. think that the first game needed because so much of the stuff you earned was like a different pattern for your floor in this room that you're never going to customize because it has no inherent value to the gameplay and it has no inherent mm. value to online either. So it's like just removing the feature probably gave them a lot more time to work on like the loving craftsmanship of the game itself. Um, this one does also have like a small story about like, oh, these beasts have been like attacking the city let's shrink them down but let's also shrink us down so we can race in the hot wheels cars and beat them that way instead of just you know picking them up in small form and like putting them back (laughs) um (laughs) so it's kind of silly but i liked it It it's fun but there's a few more event types in this you have your usual race and time attack those were in the first game um in this one they add elimination which is basically every 20 or so seconds, uh, the car, like one or two cars that are in the last place of the race at that point will be eliminated. So it's your job to kind of stay ahead of everybody and make sure you don't get eliminated. Um, Mm -hmm. They have drifting events, which are the ones that I don't like because I feel like it demands an unfair amount of perfection. You don't like drifting. You don't I like don't drifting. mind drifting. I've it's when that. you are. It's you when you like have it. to get to Any... a certain score. Like I love drifting in the game, but when you have to get points, that bothers me. When you have to get See, a certain score. When, when we, I feel like when we played Need for Speed Heat, you didn't like the idea of having to have a certain car that's your. Well, yeah, I don't car. like you that. Don't like the... But like when we play Mario Kart, I love drifting. I'm drifting the whole time. Drifting when I don't even need to drift. <laughs> but like. You also don't need a drift car in Hot Wheels. You can use a drift car, but you don't have to. The problem I have with it mm-hmm. is that the score requirements are like... E- like, on easy, I feel like they make the time attack requirements less. But on, on, on easy, even the um, the drift score requirement still seems too high. And mm-hmm. if you hit a wall, you lose that multiplier. And it's really hard not to hit a wall and lose that multiplier to the point where you could do an almost perfect lap and have hit one wall and be like 200,000 points off the mark, even if you did everything else perfectly. So I think that might need to be patched or tuned a little bit, although I kind of doubt mm. it will be. Um, the last of well, there's two other event types. The last main one is um, Waypoint. And this is a version of the maps that don't have a track. You're just on the map, and there's like 
giant furniture you can roll on or like stairways and stuff like that and your job is to go collect these checkpoints that you can get and it's kind of almost puzzle like where sometimes you might have to turn around because after you get that waypoint the next one might be behind you so you have to navigate through Mm -hmm. like something that doesn't have a track these were mostly easy there was one where it's like the game really didn't telegraph to me that you could do a double jump so Mm. I was playing this early access, um, so there was no videos on this level telling me I could do a double jump. So I had to scrub through like a full gameplay and hope that I landed on this level because this is like a 10-hour game. And I did. I found mm. it eventually. And he jumped twice. I'm like, is that a power-up or something? No, you could just literally jump twice. Um, and then the last type of levels is the boss levels. In Hot Wheels 1, they were a race. In this, they are like just hit the little like attack shield things as you go through the the track maybe two or three times and don't miss any otherwise the boss will like overheat and you'll lose um i didn't think Mm -hmm. that the implementation of that was as good as just having the boss race against other cars I, i preferred that um but the second game is is largely preferable cars can be upgraded into three tiers each car including dlc and those tiers will give you access to new abilities that you can also purchase. Like, oh, this one might make you faster, but decrease the the, the drift capabilities or the steering when you're drifting. So it's like every car can be really tweaked in probably 15 different ways, um, which, which mm. adds some variety. Um, the loot box aspect has been taken out but replaced with a, a roulette, which is like just as bad as a loot box. <laughs> But the in-game shop does allow you to get, like, especially after you beat it, I think they add uh, the amount of cars you can get. So if you're if you're looking for a certain car, every, like, 45 or so minutes, the shop will refresh um, in real time and give you, like, another selection of 10 that you can buy if you're looking for a certain one. Um, so overall, it seems like the progression of, like, earning things is cool and better. Um, the, the library editor is back with some new options like a sticker editor that's a lot to get into for for me but there is a selection of like oh you can download this person's you know design from the internet and and roll with that um the track editor is also back another thing that takes time but in this one it seems like it's easier to download and play on tracks that people have made whereas in the first one it just seemed like you could only do it online um, so I do like the mm-hmm. idea that I could like take a track and like maybe race on it or race local co-op on it or whatever they allow you to do um, without having to like hope or cross my fingers that something cool comes up online because you know I'm not real big on the online um, in in any racing game because of this whole thing where it's like yes somebody does spend their days and nights learning the shortcuts of these tracks. I don't even play Mario Kart online that much because like people are way too good at racing games. Um, figuring out mm. hidden paths or tricks with the mushrooms in Mario Kart where they can just, like, skip entire parts of the track. Um, it's yeah, just yeah. inherent to a game like this. Um, but overall, I, I think it's really good. There's already DLC planned through, like, February, so I'll be keeping this installed and probably have some updates. I know there's, like, some Acceleracer stuff they just added. There's some Fast and Furious stuff coming, I guess, so... Uh, you know, family, yeah. family, 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 <laughs> <laughs> all in the Hot Wheels family, family, family. Anyway, yeah, that's Hot Wheels Unleashed too. Just thought I'd bring that one up here uh, for Game Ageddon. <laughs> but Robert, what's Game Ageddon without the season finale of Pokemon Trip X and Y? <laughs> oh man, is it? It's already there. Yes, we're actually doing two oh, this week because next week will be a special. Um. So this is the last, like I said, this is the last regular episode before the break. So when we return after next week, when we return in mid-January, it will be Pokemon Drip Sun and Moon already. Like, I can't believe it. Sun and Moon is the first time where I'm going to have to, like, try Mm. to define what counts as a gym leader and what counts as somebody else because there are no gym leaders in Sun and Moon. Um, There is only, like, the the trial captains. Um, But for right now, Olympia and Wolfric. We will start with Olympia. She is the seventh gym leader in X and Y. She mm-hmm. is Cosmos themed. She has this like black like bodysuit almost with like these uh-huh. planetary rings around her, these star earrings and this wild purple hairdo, but she has this silver cape whose inside is like space time itself. Yeah, so does it 
count as drip, honestly, this one, I like it. I, like I do the design too, of it. very much. I really do. <laughs> I I like the 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 uh when the I like the suit, the whole like black jumpsuit, the bottom of the of the pants. Do you see how like they open up at the yeah. very bottom? I don't know. I like very, that. It's, it's almost like classy, but also like spectacular at the same time, like a mm. sci-fi it's version very... of classy. It's weird. It's it, I can see this is very. I would say the craziest. Not it's probably one of the least craziest looks in the sense of that, but it's also the most like out there. It's weird. It's both at the same time. Yeah. Now, here's what would make or break it for me. In motion, I you you probably know what I'm talking about, but sometimes in a cartoon, there will be a pattern in something where the physical object will move, but the pattern behind it won't move. What I mm-hmm. want for this cape is it to be the actual space-time portal where the stars in the background stay in their place, but only the cape moves. You know what I'm talking about in cartoons? Yes, uh, I actually do know. Uh, I like that uh, it's it's a cape. I mean, capes are good. I like a good cape. But also, I do understand what you mean by that. Like, the background of the space itself doesn't move, yes, but the, move, cape, but will the move. cape itself are able to, oh. yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Chowder really does like... that. Oh, yeah. Chowder does do that. That's the one one of the ones I was thinking of. I was also thinking of a more yeah. obscure Christmas special um, that used to come on Cartoon Network called The Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but I think people would just recognize that kind of from Chowder. Chowder was very more yeah. known. So I think if you say, like, yeah, that kind of how the, the, the actual clothing itself would move, but the texture would kind yes. of stay. So it looked like the texture moved. It wasn't really moving That's at all. That's the vibe I get looking at this. I do. I get. It. All right. I'm I get giving it. Olympia a four point five Badoofs out of five. Uh, I'll probably. You know what? I. I. That's. I, I think that's a good range. I'll probably give it that amount. To probably a four point. Is it a four point five? Mm-hmm. Then we have Wolfric X and Y's final. Yeah. I think this might be the first miss. Hear me out. I like his coat. And I like how he's wearing I the don't... coat, but I don't know if I like that he's wearing it around. His neck. His neck. The design. I don't know. Something. I, this might be the first miss of, of this. Which is funny because it's like, the last X and Y. <laughs> first yeah. miss. <laughs> last gym leader. Everyone else has been pretty well designed. Really good sense of, uh, sense of fashion. Especially like the last two we saw. They're very well yeah. designed characters. So. This might be the first one where it's just like. It might be a miss. Yeah. Wolfric's got on kind of a like a tank top. White tank top. But he's got this like. Pretty cool red and blue coat. I will say that the colors mm-hmm. really go well with each other. And he's got his, like, snowshoes on because I believe Wolfric is the ice-type gym leader. So he's got, he's got like, this mm. Candace idea. Like, back in Diamond and Pearl, we had Candace where she's, like, dressed not for winter. She's dressed kind of for summer. Um, whereas Wolfric is like, yeah, I'm not cold. I can wear my coat around my neck and just have my arms out. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the coat is all he really has going for him. Um, it's got that little tuft yeah. of black fur at the top that I also like. It does make it feel kind of like a woolly mammoth almost. Um, if if that registers as like the thought process. Here. Yeah. Um, I, I like the coat. Everything else, I'm not sure about. Like, uh, like I said, at uh, at uh, some point, maybe like, not necessarily we, we'll ever go back to look at old designs, but if it ever warrants, I do look back. I'm just like sometimes I change my opinion on it, but the, at least for the time being, this might be just the first miss of this just entire design. Yeah. It, and it's I don't know, just everything put together is just not working yeah. for me at least. I, I like I said, I'll give them points for the coat. I give them a two out of five Badoofs on the on the Badoof scale. <laughs> I I give it a one point five for me mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm. Well then. I'd say you were pretty pretty high up on a uh, on X and Y though. You had some some favorites mm-hmm. here, like some hi- some of your highest ratings for Drip so far. And this is the sixth yeah. Pokemon I'd really, game. It's a, the designs of some of these characters are very are very well done. I really like the overall design of all. Yeah, of them. Um, Sun and Moon might be a step back. Maybe they're they're more plain looking. And then I feel like Sword and Shield mm-hmm. will be the hardest one to do because they are kind of all wearing a version of the same thing. But then when we get to, like, mm-hmm. Scarlet and Violet, the new ones, some of those designs are, like, some of the, the highest level designs. But overall, X and, X and Y was pretty good. Um, we're X and Y, I believe, came out in 2013. So these, these character designs are, like, 10 years old at this point still. So, um, yeah, we'll go on from there when Pokemon Drip returns in January. Now, 
Before we head off for the week, since we are not doing a Game Awards episode this year, we need to talk about potential Game of the Year predictions here. So I have Metacritic open, and I've got a list of like the games that I think could be Game of the Year at, at Jeff's show. This is like specifically Jeff's show that, you know, I, I feel like his show is like Sonic. the Game of the Year show. Um, It'll be Sonic. Sonic. A Sonic is good except for the bosses, apparently. But Sonic is not going to be part of the discussion here. Um, so games like Metroid Prime Remastered, I'm not going to put on there because I don't think there's a chance. Even though Metroid Prime Remastered has is tied for the second highest Metascore of the year, it is a remaster and it is not a mm-hmm. remake. So I don't think that this will be up for consideration um, as mm-hmm. much as I would like it to be. So the games I think might have the best chance of being nominated for Game of the Year are Baldur's Gate 3, Breath, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. They're tied for the top Metascore. I think that Resident Evil 4 Remake will be up there. It'll be up there. I don't think it'll win. I don't think it'll win either. Um, mm-hmm. Mario might be on there, but I think Mario is more likely Mario to win Spider-Man Family Game. For it. I don't know if Mario Spider-Man would cut for a year because it did. I mean, I think Spider-Man. I, mean, I think Spider-Man will be early. on there. The, like they, they haven't missed the cutoff. Okay, so they haven't missed the cutoff. So it could be. Yeah, I think Spider-Man will be in the Game of the Year contenders, but I think Mario Wonder will mm-hmm. be in the Family Game contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, the other games I could say might show up as Game of the Year contenders are Alan Wake Two, Diablo Four, mm-hmm. and. I believe it was Final Fantasy 16. Although Final uh-huh. Fantasy 16 is sitting at its 87 mm. Metascore, and that is mm. a largely but people really like that one. People love it, but it is largely divided mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy fans like terms. Like it's not a turn-based RPG. It has no usual uh-huh. elements. It is more of a Devil May but, Cry game. It still doesn't not warrant it for people not liking it. It being a well-designed yes, game. it is very good. It is it is in I, my top five at least. I will say top three are definitely gonna be Zelda, Final Fantasy, and Spider Man Two. Would fight it out for whoever gets the. Well, the don't forget, ne- neither of us Zelda. have played Baldur's Gate Three, but that kind of surprised everybody. That is like true. that's a game I that mean, is like the first time. legendarily good. It's not a. This not the first time because I remember when it takes two one and I said there's no way that game was that good and I played and I said okay this game yeah. is amazing and I was like this yeah this does deserve its game of the year uh, award. I feel like it'll be a a fight between Zelda and Baldur's Gate three, but in my heart I'm like come on Spider Man that was such a perfect game. <laughs> I I dropped Tears of the Kingdom because I was so just overwhelmed by everything. It's funny because people are gonna say that oh Spider Man two is just the the uh, 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 same thing as the first Spider-Man game, but they're not going to say the exact same thing for Tears of the Kingdom compared to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, which it's the same thing over again. And like well, I said, there's nothing wrong. You with could how, make the argument that works, all of your you abilities in Tears it. of the Kingdom are different. It is purely the world that is the same with changes, plus an upper level and a lower level. But the way that the game progresses, the gameplay is totally different because of the powers. Same being thing different. with Spider-Man. There are different, like, yeah, the combat may be the same, but the actual abilities, like the wingsuit, the suits themselves, and, and like, uh, like gadgets yeah. are, pre- are pretty But different. I think Spider-Man shines its most when you add the gameplay to the narrative, which is something that I cannot say about Tears of the Kingdom, because Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. the plot is very thin, and it's just not as, Spider-Man is just a fun game to play. I don't have fun when I'm trying mm-hmm. to puzzle something apart in Tears of the Kingdom, but that is the ethos of a Zelda game. You are puzzling something. You're just doing it on a grander scale in the in the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom duology. In Spider-Man, it's don't think about this. Act on this. Be Spider-Man. I think if we... I'm trying to say much, I think we'll go yeah. on a whole hour rant on, on this whole thing. Um, The only other game that's got, like, a real high meta score that I feel like could be in contention here is Street Fighter Six at a 92 meta score. However, I don't think that'll be up for Game of the Year. I think that'll be up for Best Fighting Game, and I do think that that will absolutely crush that category. I can't mm-hmm. see it losing to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, oh, bro, I forgot Mortal Kombat even existed. Yeah, and it was only, it's only like a month old, right? <laughs> I forgot. I for because the story. I see. We're gonna go. I'm not, never mind. We're gonna all hold tangent. Never mind. We'll 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 we'll, we'll have see, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll report back after uh, uh, in mid January. 
We should probably do a, a what what games instead. Of, we should do obviously our top ten. But we should do what also else released that yeah. like things that released that year of twenty twenty three. We should do our still do our top tens, but also have maybe like oh you know what dropped this year? Then what were the pretty big news yeah. of the year? And just like give like overall after, yeah. So we'll you know, we'll do that in conjunction with our top ten plays um in mid January when we return. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, there's still a special next week, so don't forget to check back next week for one fifty. Um, but our top mm-hmm. ten plays of the year as i always say don't necessarily have to be games that came out mm-hmm. that, that released year. that year it's just what you played that like year i that can almost guarantee there will be a game from like 1999 it takes two is that de- oh yeah, yeah i forgot you did play that that, this year. that came out yeah. yeah and that was great uh america solid probably on the list because that came mm-hmm. out this year and you know it wasn't released this year but it came yeah. re-released this year and i played it so for right now though robert would you say mm-hmm. we've done an episode i feel like Green, Badoof, and Blastwave should be reporting back in right now. So would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, let's pretty much wrap it up. Alrighty. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please join us next week for a special episode 150. I can't believe it. Um, please follow us on our X at Markers on the Map. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can leave a five-star rating and review. Download an episode. Uh, subscribe. And listen wherever you go. Uh, and we do always like to end each episode of Markers on the Map with a world-famous video game quote. And uh, lo and behold, another apropos one. You know, Ellie, we really are the Mario sports mix. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>